There's just one place to go for all your spatula needs. Spatula City! Spatula City! A giant warehouse of spatulas for every occasion. Thousands to choose from in every shape, size, and color. And because we eliminate the middleman, we can sell all our spatulas factory direct to you. Where do you go when you want to buy name brand spatulas at a fraction of retail cost? Spatula City! Spatula City! And this weekend only, take advantage of our special liquidation sale. Buy nine spatulas, get the tenth one for just one penny. Welcome to the Knights of Tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama Knights, where we're talking about the 1989 Weird Al film, UHF, for some reason, uh, <laughs> while we're on hiatus due to no more Futurama coming out until a uh, couple of months. That was a terrible intro, but I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here we are. Post intro, and I do not have an outsourcing Mike's bits this time because I'm just so excited about UHF. Wow, this this movie is the thing that gets you to forego pulling one of those stupid cards. Also, I'm reasonably sure that I finished the deck, and I don't remember which one I agreed to use based on <laughs> the uh, the. There was some uh, some voting in in the Facebook group, and I've forgotten it. I'm I am a little too lazy to go find it. Look, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll point this out. This is maybe one of the most cursed episodes we've ever done because we were going to do this back in November. Yeah. And then your cat got sick. Yeah. And so we we rescheduled and then we didn't mm-hmm. do it in December because of just holiday stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and then we were going to do it last week. And for which, Revenge for of the which cat. I, I watched the movie and mm-hmm. I was like, all right, let's do this. I'm ready to go. And then you're like, nope, cat's sick again. And it's then the same sickness, to be fair. <laughs> well, yes, but it was I somehow managed to try to schedule this on two different days where you went to the vet. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so, like, it was but like, I, no, let's well, schedule this for the most difficult days <laughs> I also want to point out that you didn't you didn't know this until I was like, because I didn't think anything of for, certainly I didn't think of anything of the first vet visit because it was a dental exam, it was a teeth cleaning and it came back with well your cat might die, which is uh-huh. always a great thing, um and then I uh, and then the, the the second one was my fault I should have I should have indicated to you that my cat was going to the vet and it was already not great. Um, but she's doing fine right now. We're making it work. Uh, she, uh, she is gone from kind of lethargic to back to her usual self. So everything's going good with the cat. Don't worry about the cat. She's doing great. And then on top of it all, we were like, well, we'll just do it on the weekend. And then the weekend was a snowstorm in Portland where yeah. it sucked simply to be alive. Mm-hmm. I will say that it is it is freezing rain outside right now. So it is oh, not yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. improved. The curse is not done. There is a non-zero <laughs> chance we lo- one of us loses oh, yeah. power before this podcast is Absolutely. out. Absolutely. This is the most cursed episode of all time. 
Uh-huh. And yet we continue and, and yet we persevere. And starting tomorrow, after we have done this podcast, it's going back to normal Portland weather where oh, yeah. it's just going to be admittedly kind of cold but above freezing and just yeah. raining. And it's going to be back to normal. Because it's like, you know how in Jumanji, they open up the board game and they start playing and like rhinoceri start. Of course. Rhinoceruses. They all start like trampling through the house and Robin Williams shows up and he he looks like a a madman. Uh Uh-huh. He asks what year is And and everything just goes to hell. And then you finally finish that game and then it's like, now everything's back to normal. That's what Jumanji. This is our Jumanji. The 1989 Weird Al film UHF. Is our Jumanji a what, Jumanji. 1994 movie? <laughs> I am going to f- wrap up this episode. I'm going to click the button to save it. And then I'm going to be teleported back to the year 2019, pre-pandemic. And everything's going to be normal. And... I'll just be like, hey, guys, maybe like stock up on masks just in case. Uh, but everything, everything's going back to normal tonight. Legitimately, if I went back to 2019 to later tonight, I would do things differently. Absolutely. Oh, yes. I would do a oh, lot yes. of things a lot differently. <laughs> uh, so uh, anyways, um, I'll see you back in 2019 after we finish this episode. God, our next uh, episode most... of Good Morning Greendale, which I'm pretty sure was the show we were doing, <laughs> is going to be unhinged. Uh, yeah. So, Mike, let's uh, let's talk about the, the 1989 Weird Al film UHF. Let's do. Wanna... Let's do. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna. I was gonna ask if you want to give us sort of a synopsis of it. I'm sure you've seen this many times, and I watched Quite a this few. a week ago. Legitimately, so is... I I want to just let you know I did not rewatch it just because I was like I'm pretty good on this. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I have. It's not like I need to rewatch it. Um, so basically, UHF uh, revolves around George Newman, who is Weird Al, um, his character. Uh, he's kind of a you know in in the clouds kind of. Uh, always thinking and daydreaming and having weird thoughts. Um, he gets fired from a lot of different jobs, including a big Edna's burger house, because of course, big Edna is mentioned multiple times in that phrasing. I, I think big Edna's hilarious, but that's a different discussion. The, how, how fast she throws both, uh, uh, George and his, and her friend uh, and his friend, very far is very funny to me. Um, As an aside, I can tell how delayed our video is because our lights are both flickering <laughs> from the ice storm, and so my lights flicker, and then I see your <laughs> lights flicker. We I are we are thing. summoning the Jumanji of it all. By d- oh no, rhinoceri <laughs> or rhinoceroses? I don't remember. Um, basically, uh, his uncle gets uh, control of a UHF station, a U sixty two. And George is put in charge of it, and it kind of struggles at first. But then Stanley Spadowski comes, his his janitor, who is who originally was fired from uh, Channel Eight, and he is just this incredible TV host of Span- Stanley Spadowski's clubhouse, and that means the U sixty two is on the air. 
And also uh, played it. by a uh, right like pre Seinfeld uh, Michael Richards. Yes. There's a lot of surprisingly big names in this movie. Um, and then from there, basically channel eight wants to shut down U 62 and you know, a lot of uh, parodies and things in, ensue. So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it kind of, I mean, from a very high level, that's kind of what this movie is. Uh, so my, my, my first my first question uh, regarding this movie after I watched it, uh, I was like, yeah. "This is one of your. This is one of your favorite movies uh, of all time, Mike." Yeah, I figured this was going to be a, a large <laughs> amount of the discussion we were going to have. So I, I, I do kind of want to add my personal context mm-hmm. to this movie. This movie was out of print for a long, long time. And I didn't get it until they reissued it on DVD, I think, in like 2001, something like that. So I hadn't I hadn't watched it. Uh, similar to the complete owl, these things are out of out of uh, or with Orion's bankruptcy. No one really wanted to continue making UHF things because, you know, it was supposed to save Orion Pictures and then it killed Orion Pictures because it's uh-huh, not a Batman. Uh-huh. It's not a Batman, surprisingly. Um, they literally ran it against Batman. I do, I do want to put that out there. <laughs> you know the Batman? They ran this uh-huh, against it, uh-huh. and they were like, "Well, why isn't this working?" I uh, I'll I'll let you finish this story, but I do I do have some like questions. Not not really aimed at you, but really aimed at like studio <laughs> executives. Yeah. Uh, the- there, there's a. There, it's very funny to watch Weird Al's behind the music, where this is surprisingly not painted as his worst failure. <laughs> a, a a a uh the one that his album that went only gold was i believe is the the one that is his failure um so yeah they put they put it out there and then nobody really wanted to to be like yeah uhf it's great uh because a lot of people didn't love it it's mixed reviews a lot of the 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 critics didn't love it um and i believe uh roger ebert uh was uh very very uh, said uh, he gave UHF one star out of four. I do have the Wikipedia up just for some Excellent. of those information Excellent. because I don't remember exactly how many stars, but yeah. It, 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 so I've always kind of wanted to watch the movie and I finally got it on DVD and watched it. And I was like, you know, it became a comfort movie for me in a way that yes, there are problems with it. I will probably discuss the problems with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's enough in there that's like, you know, uh, Weird Al is, is, is a, his own kind of thing. Um, and it is, uh, it is a hundred percent Weird Al to the core, um, which I'd also argue weird is as well. Um, obviously this is weird is more refined than this. Surprisingly. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but I think that the, the kind of core weird owl-ness of it comes through in this and, and that's what I've always really enjoyed. And also like, it's just really funny to see, you know, weird owl dress up as Rambo for, for very little reason for, Mm -hmm. for just the slightest amount of reason or, you know, as Indiana Jones and some of the goofy kind of nonsense that happens. So that's kind of you know uh, it, it it became a movie that I go to when I'm when I'm upset or not having a good time and just like I know I I almost know the the ins and outs of this movie enough that I'm like okay this is this is a thing that I can kind of comfortably just kind of have on 
like look over uh, and see, you know, Michael Richards spinning a uh, an army man that he got in the middle of a, a cereal box, um, making him throw up, which is very, very funny to me for, for some reason. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that, I just I, I've always kind of liked that because it feels like a warm blanket to me more so than it's high cinema but it's also more of a every every time i've been like you guys should see this is more of like this is really important to me i just want you to see it and like acknowledge that it is important to me similar to we have a our friend of the podcast Tema, um uh, loves the great escape Uh, Mm -hmm. and i i have a feeling that uhf is my great escape where it's just like that's a a weird uh (laughs) juxtaposition but Fair but, enough, <laughs> but but she'll like fall asleep to it, and she knows mm-hmm. it by heart, and she she'll like you know when she does that, she can like kind of just do other things. That is the same thing for me. That's like oh, they're they're Stanley eating a uh, a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. All right, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna come back to the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. By the way, oh, we got uh, I I got to come back to that. It's a so, sensation. Um, but no, I I mean. I can appreciate that. Uh, and also just like, cause my, my thing, like I, I watched this movie and I was like, eh, like, okay, fair enough. You, you, you and it, Roger it was, Ebert are probably on the same boat. It, it was not like in, in my sort of grading of movies, I have sort of a level of like, I, I regret watching this movie uh, sure. Where I'm like, I could have just done anything else and it would have been better. And there's mm. not many movies on that on that tier. Um, <laughs> I see your expression where you're just like, and but... is UHF one of them? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Th- it feels like you set that up for the <laughs> eraser moment of but. Uh, so there's not many movies on that on that tier um because it has to be something where i'm just literally just like i i i can't i just anything else would have been better this was like okay like it was fine there were a couple of things that um i uh i particularly enjoyed although i can't remember them now because i was supposed to record this a week ago yeah Uh, i understand (laughs) i mean there's wheel of fish there's noodles there's all sorts of things but there there were um there were a couple of things where i i I really did laugh but i also was thinking about it after the fact because part of it like i i didn't go into this watching it for the sake of watching it i went in with the idea that it was was a thing and i was going to be talking about (laughs) on our futurama podcast of all things (laughs) but this is like me like pushing my thing into the uh-huh. I, I look I'm similar to when we did uh weird we kind of did that so mm-hmm. what what am I watching of yours um so Baldur's um, Gate 3 got it <laughs> uh well I you already watched uh the Big Lebowski I got I got That's our fair. friend group together and watched the Big Lebowski which is but, one of my favorite movies of all time yes but and, here's the and problem. I think you all watched uh Princess Mononoke which is another one of my favorite movies of which all time has, which yeah, belatedly kicked off a Studio Ghibli kick for us, but uh, nice. we did not turn that. We did not turn any of that into content. We did not. No. Um, anyway, let's now move with on. that. With that said, if people want to listen to me talk about the Big Lebowski for an hour, uh, first of all, 
there's probably a million other people doing that already oh, because yeah. it's a whole there's thing. A, yeah, I'm sure there's not a ton of people being like, here's our UHF special of the year 2024. So, but when I when I was watching it, I was just like, eh, you know, it's it's fine. Um uh but after the fact, I was like, okay, here's here's my sort of like a- after I gave it some time to digest and I was like, okay, this was not a movie for me in 2024. Right. Um, Yes, correct. But if you look at a lot of what was going on at the time, you had a lot of movies like uh, Naked Gun series, Hot Shots. um, uh, Hot Shots in particular came to mind because of the Rambo scene. Yeah, uh, I understand that. I was like, oh, yeah, no, this has some like weird overlap with with hot shots, uh, which I freaking loved as a as a kid, which um, maybe I shouldn't have as a kid, but that's fine. Um, (laughs) Fair. But um, like there there was a lot of movies that really hit that uh, we are just going to be parodying a sort of genre and. About half of the jokes in the thing are just references to other things. Yeah. Um, And then a bunch of jokes are just like this character is clueless and doesn't doesn't know what's going on. And I'm like, okay, but that's UHF. Like, I'm sure if I if I sat down, if I sat uh, like eight year old Ben down to watch this. He probably would have been like, yeah, this is a great movie. Like, you've got some some parodies to things that I don't quite understand because I'm a stupid eight-year-old. And I didn't but are see very Gandhi. clearly parodies. Um the you know, you've got um Michael Richards doing, you know, pretty, pretty phenomenal physical comedy. Like yep. you can say a lot about Michael Richards, uh some of which involves his use of certain <laughs> words. Yes. Um uh, uh, yeah, uh-huh. But he became big on Seinfeld because of his portrayal of of Kramer doing a lot of the same sort of physical comedy that he's doing in this movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, you know, I there's a lot of things that yeah, I think if you sat a younger version of me down to watch it, I would have enjoyed it and I probably would have had pretty fond memories of it. Because then I was also like, oh, man, you know what I haven't seen in a long time? Hot Shots. You know what I would probably be very bored by if I watched today? <laughs> Hot Shots. You know, it, it, I, think it all, I think it all kind of fits into that sort of uh, late 80s, early 90s sort of genre parody aesthetic. Sure. Because absolutely. some of them certainly did it better than others. Uh, I, I would probably still enjoy, uh, something like the naked gun a lot more than maybe hot shots or UHF or whatever. But, Mm -hmm. um, it all, it all really fits into that same sort of thing. And so I really see kind of what he was going for. I mean, this, this movie did not age well because first of all, no one knows what the hell a UHF station is. Oh yeah, anymore. no one. I'm like, uh, I don't want to explain this. Like, what's your favorite movie? UHF? What the hell is that? I'm like, Weird Al, man. The only way he could have dated this more is calling it the 80s movie in the 80s by Weird Al, an 80s guy. Like, the 
I will say everybody thought he was going to be an 80s guy and he just kind of kept going. Uh-huh. It's true. Um he he definitely kept going. So yeah, I, you know, I I I think really comparing it to sort of what I I would have thought of it um, at the time. I think it gave me a, a little bit more of a uh uh um more favorable look on it because I don't think a lot of those movies that I enjoyed at the time would really be for me anymore. Sure. But I do think I do think 8 or 10 year old me probably would have just devoured this movie and been right. like this is this is great and it's funny and you know he he needs to know what time it is so his his uh karate neighbor pushes his like <laughs> happens yeah. to like throw someone's fist through the wall and there's oh, a yeah. clock on uh, a watch on it so like oh that's the time like i w- i would have eaten that up i i yeah. i 100% would have i'm not going to pretend otherwise so yeah I, 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 you know, it, it right. was not for me here in the year 2024 as a nearly right. 40 year old man. Right. But, but when I first know. watched this movie, I was probably 14, 15. And yes, I was in the 2000s, but I was pretty heavy into Weird Al. I was, I was, uh, uh, in, the, in that fandom. Let's put it that way. Um, so like was? to have this, I'm I yeah fair. He I he is still my number one artist on on Spotify year in and year out. So, but yes, like I was I was in a I was in deeper than I am now. I'm just going to put it that way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, um so I, t- I you know, even though I was older than, you know, in in the 2000s or whatever, I had already kind of like it kind of jumped into that weird owl flow and then once you're in that kind of comedy headspace that he already has and legitimately uh, I, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit but when me and and Tema went to friend of the podcast Tema went to the uh, the vanity tour that came to Portland um, after the pandemic I think I remember I was just wearing a mask so it must have been during or after or sometime in the middle of you know the weird space that we live in our lives in now uh-huh um but I kind of like having all of these songs together of all of his originals. I was like, wow, there's a wild amount of violence in all of these songs. Once you're kind of in that weird Al zone, this feels not right, but feels like you're already kind of in it. So it's like not that different, but it is funny because he, I do think that weird Al for, you know, how ridiculous, I think he's very, he, he is continually funny, I think, mm-hmm. um, in a way that is difficult for a lot of comedians, that he can kind of adjust with times. Um, yes, but UHF, you're right, is a total element of its time um, and of that kind of like hot shots, airplane, naked gun kind of thing, which, by the way, Weird Al does make an appearance in all of the naked gun movies. Uh-huh. Which is also very funny to me because, again, I, I love Weird Al and I just want to see him on things and hear him talk and like play music and stuff. And why we haven't gotten a new album in a while makes me really bummed out. Um, but the movie, the, the Weird ruled, so I guess I'm okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in fact, he was also just because. Uh, oh, yep, that's a Blu-ray copy of. I got Weird. a Blu-ray copy of uh-huh. Weird, the Al Yankovic story. It has audio commentary with Al Yankovic. Oh, man. I haven't watched it yet. I can't wait. 
And just because uh, I will always bring up the opportunity to uh, talk about BoJack Horseman, uh, he Weird Al did voice uh, Mr. Peanut Butter's brother, Captain Peanut Butter. Damn it. I'm going to have to watch BoJack Horseman now. Oh, here we go. This is the, what we're doing in the hiatus now. He plays Captain Peanut Butter, the brother of Mr. Peanut Butter, who is, of course, uh, voiced by the uh, phenomenal Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Incredible. Um, love love me, uh, Paul F. Tompkins. The the Paul F. Tompkins, weird Al Yankovic uh, brother voice duo. Good duo. 100%. I believe um, it. I this always this whenever we talk about Paul F. Tompkins, especially in the orbit of Weird Al, it reminds me of uh part of his stand-up where Paul F. Tompkins is like doing one of the I Love the 90s shows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and he keeps hearing Weird Al being too loud in the other thing, and he's like, Don't worry, I know Weird Al. So he's like, Weird, calm it down, weird. And then apparently Weird he was like Oh, I actually don't know Weird Al. And so he apologized <laughs> for it. It's very, it's a very funny gag. You have definitely talked about this on either this or our other podcast. And, and you know uh, what? It is clearly <laughs> just gone into my skull and it's um, not going to leave. My next question is okay. the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Now, okay. I was I was familiar that this was a thing uh, because right, you've because mentioned Babish. it. And Babish made one, didn't he? Binging with Babish? Uh, almost certainly. Um, I don't remember it, but that sounds like a Babish thing. Um, and, uh, I mean, he made buttered noodles and the uh, uh, Troy's, uh, like, casserole with a Doritos reduction oh, yeah. or whatever uh, from Community. So, like, he also just recently did a Poplars episode, by the way, bringing it back to Futurama. I saw that. I doubt he went... And found an Omicron person I ate uh, mating ground to find those. So oh, just, I am he skeptical ate, he already. He ate so many Omicronian babies. Uh, you'll also, just have to watch al- it to find and out. And also, how is he going to make them? They're already there. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you have dipping sauces with them. I mean, he made the dipping sauces. Now, uh, okay. Now now I'm back in. Yep. Um, so. Uh, we, made, we made this somehow about Futurama a little bit. Nailed it. Uh, that's exactly as much Futurama as we talk about in our normal episodes. So we've we're really hitting the status quo. <laughs> we sure we, we did. nailed it. So God, our, our listeners are going to be so happy we came back for this. Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. I knew yeah. this was a thing because I had you. You've talked about them. I know at one point you got our friends over at the Unabashedly Obsessed podcast uh, to watch it, and Aaron got really grossed out at the Twinkie Wiener yes. sandwiches. That. I, because um, I did, I did enough in the Patreon to to request something to do, and I made them watch UHF, and they're like, and, "How dare!" And also, uh, because you you have a a Blu-ray copy of UHF, and you requested yes. that I uh, rip it to a file uh, for you so that you could watch it without having a a Blu-ray player at the ready. There, there was also uh, so I, I'm because uh, I'm not actually going to do this project. I, I do want to mention that I did at one point rip it, uh, take that MKV version. Oh right, you were going to do it, yeah. And split it into minutes so that I, ha- I do a UHF <laughs> by the minute podcast, and I'm not going to do that project, uh, which is like it's, it's knowing of myself and my. <laughs> 
newly diagnosed ADHD that's like, oh, this explains a lot. <laughs> like uh-huh. all these new ideas and then never doing them. Um, but I will not be doing that podcast. But if somebody is doing that podcast and they want me to guest, oh boy, I will guest because boy, do I just show up on Marvel stuff sometimes. The twist would be if I did a UHF Minute podcast. Um, so <laughs> That's our new podcast after this one is done. Uh, but so when I when I ripped that Blu-ray copy for you and I was testing to make sure it worked in the program, you can like it, it just picks like arbitrary, like sure. six different arbitrary time markers. One of them happened to be on the him making the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. So sure. I saw that a lot with the a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. <laughs> Look what I got here, Bob. A Twinkie Wiener sandwich, your favorite. So many times, it was the only bit of UHF I had ever seen other than what I saw on uh, VH1's I Love the uh, 80s and or Behind the Music Weird Al. Um, I'm already in love with this. So, but I just assumed because this was such a thing, because Aaron made such a big deal out of it, because... People make such a big deal out of this Twinkie Wiener sandwich. I assumed it had a much bigger role in the story (laughs) other than his roommate's sad, so he makes him a Twinkie Wiener sandwich and then eats it and also dunks it in milk, which that's the part that really made me gross. Yeah, that one's the worst part of it. I Like, there's enough in the Twinkie Wiener sandwich that I'm like, I guess I'd try it maybe, but then the dunking in milk makes me actively want to vomit. I would I would 100% try a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Like uh, are we doing I, this I as part not, of our 6 hot dog day? Well, how many hot dogs was in that day? 5 5 hot dogs. It's a 5 Am hot I dog added, day. Did I actually add one? You did. You added the Twinkie Wiener sandwich and I am not doing that on a day when I have consumed <laughs> 5 other hot dogs. Um <laughs> that's not going to be fun coming back up. But uh no, I would I would tw- I would try a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, but I wouldn't do it because I wanted to do it, I would do it if like someone put me up to it or like someone just showed up and like I've got the hot dogs and the Twinkies and the the cheese whiz. Um I would I would try. I don't think it'd be that bad. I really how don't. Much, now the milk dunking how much? No, that's a hard no. I will not be Agreed. doing that. I agree with you that. I do want to just ask because this is this is what I do sometimes. How much Patreon? What's the goal? What's the goal for us to eat Twinkie Wiener sandwiches and talk about it? Uh, look, here's here's my um, here's my uh, my uh, offer that I will make right now. Oh, here we go! <laughs> Listen up. This is going to be important. If somebody sends me a, uh, a a screenshot of a receipt for a donation to um, uh, one of my go-to charities, uh, which is Equality Now. Hey, everybody. Editor Ben here. Uh, I kind of stumbled over my words here because I was not uh, expecting to be uh, advertising for one of my go-to charities uh, in order for you to get me to... Uh, consume a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, uh, which, spoiler, is where I'm going with this. 
I just wanted to cut in here and give a better explanation of the charity uh, in question. Uh, it's a, a charity uh, that advocates for the human rights of women and girls across the globe, uh, focusing specifically on the areas of um, uh, helping to fight sexual violence, uh, sexual exploitation, discrimination, and other harmful practices. I think they do great work. And let's get back to uh, my proposition of you donating to make me eat a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Thank you. Uh, $10, $10 receipt. $10 only. $10, I'm doing this for charity, baby. Um, I know, but even then you could goose it for charity a little bit. 10 bucks, people will part with that. You kind of want them to eat this sandwich now. You're into it. I mean, I I figure, see, here's the thing. I figure anyone anyone will do a $10. I feel right. like I feel like 20 20 may not happen because you're you're literally just trying to get some podcaster you listen to to eat something gross. Some and, some people might do that. Or listen to them react to it. There's an there's an additional thing there. It's like the Titanic thing, right? Okay. Tell you what, we'll split the difference. Fifteen dollars. All right, I'm in. Let's F- go. Fifteen dollars. Send me, uh, send me a uh, a screenshot of a receipt. Fifteen dollars to Equality Now. That's EqualityNow.org. Uh, I will go out and I will buy some hot dogs, some Twinkies, some cheese whiz, and I will I will consume. A Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Uh, no I milk, believe, though. No I milk. believe it is a that we, is not, happening. not an I. I believe it is a we. I think we are tied together on this because we are going mean, to have to record it. If you if you want to get in on this, you're welcome. I'm not I'm not volunteering you for anything. But if you no, want to no, volunteer, no. okay. Uh, I'm I'm saying I'm in. If it's the uh, just that one donation for fifteen dollars to Equality Now, you can get me and Ben both eating a Twinkie Wiener sandwich and reacting to it. If it's going to be the both both of us, it's got to be twenty five dollars. That's oh where I'm, well, I'm, there we I'm go. Gonna, All right, I'm I'm willing to put I myself on the line for fifteen. 25 though gets the pair. I misunderstood. I thought you were at putting us both at 10 bucks and like No, no, that? no. No, no, no. <laughs> okay. Mm, for no. yeah, for the two of us, you got to at least double that plus 5. Yeah, I agreed. 15 15 gets you a Ben, 25 gets you the both of us. All um, right. I'm in. Let's do it. Perfect. So, uh, how fast how fast do you think we're going to get a, a tweet <laughs> at at good uh, back <clears throat> to Futurama? Uh 12 minutes. Way After- too fast, probably. Anyways, back to the Twinkie Wiener sandwich at hand. I just assumed this was going to be a major plot point <laughs> in the film because I, it, it's just, it's such a legendary thing, right? Right. Like, so comparing it back to one of my favorite movies that I made you watch, The Big Lebowski, uh-huh. like, they they make a big deal about, like, you know, he hit white Russians, but he drinks, like, six or seven of those in the in the entire film like it's a recurring theme right right it's a theme he's, and it's a thing he's, that's important. he's so hard up for white russians that at one point he puts in non-dairy creamer into some kalua and vodka just to like make himself a white russian right sure i assumed this clearly is a incorrectly this is a that, motif that the twinkie wiener sandwich was a motif in the film and not just 
Well, uh, we both got <laughs> fired and we're sad about it. Cut to the apartment where I am spraying cheese whiz on a hot dog and then uh, making a big deal of like, it's a Twinkie Wiener sandwich and then eats it. That's it. It never comes up again in the entire movie. Right. They don't even there's not even a scene later on when they're working at at U sixty two. Yes. U sixty two. When they're working at U62 and being like, oh, man, now that we're in the money, we can buy so many Twinkies or whatever. They don't they don't bring it up again. It exists for a scene for some reason I don't understand. Um, If I if if I'm remembering my Weird Al ephemera correctly, it's because he ate them in real life. But I don't That's disgusting. But I feel like it might have been an Ask Al on his website that after he went vegan, he had a vegan Tweaky Wiener sandwich a couple times and was like, no, nah, I think I'm good, which I can't blame him for. <laughs> I The Tweaky Wiener sandwich by itself is kind of wild. Uh, I did Google uh, Twinkie Wiener sandwich, and uh, you are correct. Binging with Babish did a Twinkie Wiener sandwich, um, because that's there we the go. second result on DuckDuckGo. <laughs> the first is an allrecipes.com oh, yeah. recipe for a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Ingredients, four hot dogs, four cream-filled sponge snack cakes, parentheses, such as Twinkies, TM. Of course. Four... Four-inch squirts of pressurized canned cheese, such as Easy Cheese, TM, or to taste. Step one, bring a saucepan of water to boil. I'm pretty sure he microwaves that bad boy. <laughs> this is not This is not film accurate. <laughs> I was just trying oh, to look this man. up so I could get, like, some, like, deets on it. Not, like, how to make it. Uh, You're getting the deets, just not the deets you want. <laughs> 13 great movie sandwich scenes from When Harry Met Sally to Kill Bill. Um, look, see, look at the, 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 the neighbors that UHF has. It's so, so... Kill Bill, When Harry Met Sally, UHF. So many people are saying these things. That, that's li- it literally makes this bonappetit.com 13 great movie sandwiches. Hell Um, yes. (laughs) Meatball sub from Point Break. The hors d'oeuvre sandwich from Back to School. uh, Chicken salad sandwich from Five Easy Pieces. uh, Pastrami on rye from When Harry Met Sally, which I actually watched for the first time last year. It was a very good movie. It is a very good movie. Uh, roast beef um, from uh, Diner. Uh, Pixie Sticks and Captain Crunch from The Breakfast Club. See, now we're getting into the, the weird sandwich territory. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But see, even, even the Pixie <laughs> Sticks and Captain Crunch sandwich has like plot relevance because you're like oh man look at look at this weird girl Ali Sheedy is the weird girl she's so weird she wears black and her hair covers her eyes and she eats pixie sticks and captain crunch on a sandwich like it is it is a plot relevant sandwich in a way that sure. i feel like yeah. the twinkie wiener sandwich is not plot relevant <laughs> right all i ask for is a little plot relevancy from my sandwiches um <laughs> 
how dare they didn't build an entire B plot around the B- Twinkie Wiener sandwich? How dare? Maybe if this became like a franchise and like UHF two, like the Twinkie mm-hmm. Wiener sandwich uh, comes into play. Um, oh, I, I I have been thinking about years how you'd make UHF two at all. Like you know, like what would you even do with it? And then I've just kind of accepted that weird the Al Yankovic story is basically mm-hmm, UHF two. Mm-hmm. I've kind of accepted that. Uh, the rest of that list is well pressed, uh, well pressed grilled cheese from Benny and June, tuna sal- uh, tuna sandwich from Copland, the Twinkie Wiener sandwich from UHF. Uh-huh, which the most bon famous Appetit sandwich has on this list. to say: the Twinkie Wiener sandwich. There are many fine culinary moments oh, in yeah. Weird Al's UHF. Is is that true? Um, from the fish-themed game show Wheel of Fish to the ads for Spatula City, which we should we should talk about Spatula City. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that. But the Twinkie Wiener sandwich stands out for its pure ingeniousness. Don't forget to dunk. <laughs> I feel like this legitimately was written by somebody that's like, how do we get a Twinkie Wiener sandwich onto bonappetit.com? Mm-hmm. And how can I, how can I, because clearly this, the person that wrote that blurb loves this movie as much as I do. Also, um, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't even mention the mashed potatoes. Uh, this is important. This means something. Mozzarella Tramazzini from The Bicycle Thief. Fried egg sandwiches from Withnail and I. I haven't heard of most of these movies, to be honest. Special sandwich from... Uh, it doesn't say. <laughs> it doesn't list the movie. Uh, Cle- Kevin Klein impersonating the president takes a Secret Service down to the White House kitchen for a special sandwich. <laughs> um, and sandwiches of life and death. Uh, David Carradine helps his daughter uh, tell a story about life and death while making a sandwich in Kill Bill. Great sandwich scene. Um, that's way some more sandwich plot relevant than the Twinkie way Wiener more sandwich. plot relevant. I want plot relevancy in my sandwiches i will say i do think it is okay i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put this out there i do think it is character relevant because it is bob's favorite it is not george's favorite even though george eats it it's labeled as bob's it's your favorite so now you know that it's not just george that's weird but also bob is weird Okay, Spatula City. I have uh, not sold you on this. You have not. Spatula City, as well as all the other ads, uh, mm-hmm. those are pretty fun. Like, I feel like... <laughs> yes. I, f- I feel like Weird Al really just needed to do Robot Chicken years before Robot Chicken oh, became yeah. a thing. Because... Yeah, no, I- totally makes sense to me there was the, the stuff like spatula city and gandhi 2 and even sort of like the opening uh which isn't really an ad but it's the whole like uh indiana jones um yeah which that that whole opening with like he's going into the temple and there's all the signs that are just like stop and uh yes. you know police line do not cross yeah. that really gave me some uh uh naked gun vibes um, yeah i will say I'm, I'm, I'm really not surprised um that that you kind of draw that distinction because it it feels very much like these two group like al wrote it uh, part you know whatever but like that kind of doesn't feel that different to me at all really even the even the plots and how ridiculous they get 
the ads and whatnot, the like little short form pieces, uh, I think were some of the the better parts of the movie. Um, and I, I think that's sort of where uh, I was going to say that's where strength lies. That's not necessarily true because weird itself, the, the movie weird was quite a quite a romp. Um, right. But in this film specifically, maybe at the time uh, back in in 89, I do feel like his strength was sort of in that that short form moment where you kind of do a thing, you have the joke and then you get out because the the greater plot was not particularly interesting to me. Sure. Um, and I did read on the the Wikipedia because I I did my research for this episode. Damn it! Excellent. I Thank did you. read how like one of the 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 ideas was like, well, you can do a he gets a UHF station because then you can just have all these like little mini parodies within it, and like so that was kind of what he was going for, but also just yeah. like the rest of the main plot. I was like, I don't care about if you know channel eight takes over u62 i I do have you seen those channel eight jerks they're jerks it also definitely gives me a a sort of like uh the they're trying to to sell snowboard mountain so we have to have a snowboard competition to like (laughs) yeah that's fair it it had it had that vibes a little (laughs) bit where they're like we got to do we got to collect the money so you'll you can buy shares in us and we're gonna have like a telethon it had that like snowboard mountain competition to win the snowboard mountain uh, trope vibes which is funny that that's a trope because i've never seen a movie where that actually happens <laughs> but i have seen a lot of parodies of that happening um that's fair so, I, I do think that uh, to your point like it this movie was built as a a makeshift plot around a lot of parodies um and a lot of like vignettes, which is a kind of a movie that I kind of really love when I when I now that I think about it, like one of my favorite Christmas movies is A Christmas Story, which is nothing but mm-hmm. vignettes with a very makeshift. I want a Red Ryder BB gun like plot, but you'll shoot your eye plot. out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Where this is like, oh, we want to keep doing this, <laughs> you know. I do think your comparison to Robot Chicken is apt. I think this is this really is like way ahead of its time where Robot Chicken this this is where robot chicken lives um with even less of a of an overarching plot more of vignettes <laughs> uh-huh. um and i do think i will say that i think comparing weird and uhf while they are kind of they're obviously cut from the similar cloths and it obviously has weird al as a major part of it if not the part of it i do think you can definitely see the evolution of not just Weird Al, but like of the whole thing, because he with with UHF, his manager directed this movie. And you can kind of tell that it's like people just kind of hitting the jokes and stuff. But with Weird, it's directed by an actual like known director that's directed other things before. And I and I think it's it's much more of a well-made film and a mm-hmm. thought through plot film while still being ridiculous bizarre and weird for lack of a better term. Um, even though I said two other ones right before it. Um, I do think that if you kind of see and, and, and weird Al has done other things that like he's directed music videos before and stuff like that. So he's kind of his artistic lens has kind of shifted over time where I think 
yes, UHF is a very specific portion of his career and and what 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 is a weird owl? Whereas now there is more to a weird owl than just oh he parodies things. Weird Al still does parody things, but he is, within his own right, a talented musician, a thoughtful performer, and is just much, much wider than I think people gave him in 1989. I can see that. Um, because, like, even, like, I, I was never uh, huge on Weird Al. I, I had a couple of friends who were, like, really into him. And uh, then you met me. <laughs> And then I and, met you and, and made you record podcasts about Weird Al multiple times. I volunteered both of those. I, this UHF episode was my idea for the that record. That is true. I that subjected myself to this. Um, but you knew you knew that was a that was a request I couldn't deny. Right. That's not it's not so much a suggestion <laughs> more as just a, a volunteer. Like I was just yeah, like exactly. I'll do this thing that no one asked for because I know Mike's <laughs> into it. Um it's but, a good way uh, to get at least an hour recorded on a podcast. But yeah, so like I didn't really know much about him back in the day. When I was in elementary school, I had a couple of friends who like um were had a couple of his albums and so like I had I heard them um and uh and so yeah, he was he was always just like he's the guy who who writes the the weird songs and turns things into mostly food parodies somehow um and uh then yeah later on like he's he's like a lot of i i feel like with a lot of musicians who have been around as long as he has they they sort of just like fade into the background and have their hands in like so many different things sure. because like one of my uh, favorite bands of all times they might be giants uh they did a bunch of albums like they've been around since the 80s similar to mm -hmm. to mr weird um mm -hmm. and uh they like they've they're still releasing albums they're still doing tours but like when you actually look at the stuff that they've done it's like oh they're they did a bunch of music for a bunch of different tv shows and right. um like they they did uh the Malcolm in the Middle uh I mean they did the theme song for it obviously but they did like right. just the normal like scene music for it uh they did uh Mickey Mouse Clubhouse they did um just a bunch of like they did the Daily Show theme um I remember seeing that for the first time and being like what what really <laughs> <laughs> right so like, like what you just you just sort of fade in the background and you do like you do a lot, a lot of stuff in the background and you poke your head out to be like, by the way, we've got a new album and we're on tour. And then you right. kind of go back into the background. And so you've got a lot of a lot of uh, pots and a lot of fires. Right. Um, and I feel like Weird Al's kind of that that way. Uh, I don't know yep. all what he's doing, but clear, clearly he's making movies and he's voicing Captain Peanut Butter and... Uh, Oh yeah, he's been in. He's done a lot of voice work, a lot of voice work recently. So I'm, I'm, I think that's, I think that's wonderful because I think he, his, his voice is. Uh, I was watching Adventure Time and he shows up in there as I oh, think yeah. Banana Man, Banana Man. Yeah, and yep. like the moment he said the first word, I'm like, Stacy, that's Weird Al, and she's like, God damn it. <laughs> 
now I know how this evening's gonna go. Um, but yeah, he just kind of shows up in a lot of stuff that apparently he's in the new Scott Pilgrim. Like, of course he is. And he just kind of, I feel like he's just doing things because he finds them fun, which I obviously love, um, including uh, a takedown of Spotify, which everyone loved. Uh, I, I saw that before it was aggregated because, again, he is my number one Spotify uh, artist. Um, but, I, you know, I, I do really think that, you know, I think you're right. When, when somebody has been doing this for enough time, especially because Weird Al hasn't put out an album since what? Uh, 2000 and 2014 with mandatory fun. We're talking about 10 years without a weird album, which is honestly, now that I think about it a little depressing, cause I, I need a new album. Um, uh, but that's, a, that's a me thing that I'm going to work through and not an Al thing. Al, uh, he put out the, uh, the album for the weird, which included mm-hmm. the new song. Uh, what is it now you see or something like that? Um, but a lot of re-records and stuff like that. But like he has been doing a lot of voice work and a lot of like acting work. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm always happy to see or hear Weird Al doing something because again, like legitimately, I sent a letter to Weird Al and got this picture of Weird Al that he signed to Michael, which fucking rules. It is part of like my top. Uh, uh, on this mortal coil, one of the top things that I own um, is a signed. I'm not even sure if he he you know read the thing that I sent him, but he did send that back, so it's t- one of my top possessions. So anything you know, if if Weird Al shows up in something, I'm going to be obsessed with it. Is basically the kind of the the point, and I think that's what happened with UHF specifically because also in 2000 you know two when this came out, Weird Al hadn't been in literally every cartoon network uh uh-huh, show as uh-huh. some kind of actor like i i am i was wanting more weird al which is obviously a permanent state for me um, right so yeah i just you know and and especially because you know i i've talked a lot about how important uhf was or not uhf but weird al was to me as a middle schooler and high schooler that was trying to figure things out and and as a uh 34 year old who is trying to figure things out currently 35 year old almost um wait am i 30 i don't remember how old <laughs> i am whatever mid 30s as a mid 30s ian i'm trying to figure things out and uh he is still really important to me and you know like having people like having you like want to watch this and kind of talk about it is is meaningful because we made a connection and you and me have made a lot of different connections, but like, because you knew that I loved weird Al and you were like, I want to see this and talk about it with my friend. Like that is a, a connection that I really enjoy that weird Al had a hand in making. Uh, a couple of things. First kids listening at home. Here's the, the secret. Adults don't have their stuff figured out either. We're all still, oh, we're all I still figuring our stuff out. We're all I figuring it I did, out all the boy, time. It, my life flew apart this year. Um, second, um, one of the things that I've I've really come to realize um, over the the last couple of years is that it does not matter how bad a thing is, like uh, how bad a piece of media is. Sure. 
that's going to be someone's favorite thing. And I'm yeah, not totally. calling UHF bad. It, it definitely wasn't my thing. No, I understand. <laughs> like, but I don't, are, I don't think it was I, bad. My, my um, wife will call it bad to my face and I'll be like, yeah, it's not for you. Uh-huh. But one of the things I've really I've really uh, come to realize is that it doesn't matter how how quote unquote objectively bad a piece of media is. Uh, first of all, because I don't really think anything can truly be objectively bad. Um, but as long as, as long as the content itself is not actively harmful, um, like if it's not promoting, you know, bad belief systems or abuses or whatever, I so every, everything that you've ever thought was bad in your life is someone's favorite thing that they have important feelings about, you know, they might know that it's objective objectively. I'm using the word again. They might know that it's, you know, something that people would consider objectively bad. Uh, but, you know, maybe like you said, maybe it's just something that like when they're having a rough day, it's a thing they know and they can re- just relax to and that that um makes them feel better or maybe it's something that they uh they bonded with their parents over like yeah absolutely. I, I tried to go back and watch quantum leap a couple of years ago uh it's a rough watch early seasons <laughs> rough watch but i have a lot of feelings about quantum leap because uh when i was in high school and got to sort of decide hey i don't have a bedtime anymore uh, I'd stay up uh, late-ish and watch old Quantum Leap episodes with my dad, who traveled for work a lot. So we we didn't get a lot of like quality time together, and so it was like the weird bonding thing that we did. Right. So yeah, if someone was like, "Oh man, Quantum Leap was so campy and bad," I'd be like, "Yeah, you're probably right," but like I loved that. Like it was great. I, I loved watching it with my right. dad, and it was a lot of fun. And and I think some of those words too, like even how you you refer to it as campy, is like yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's just, right. That, that's that's just a, a level of enjoyment you have, and and I'm I'm totally with you. Like, you know, yes, definitely UHF and Weird Al is not a lot of folks' cup of tea and Godspeed. Um, but yeah, I totally understand. Uh, and and I do think uh, on your objectively bad discussion, like. I think you can look at things that are not particularly well made, like mm-hmm. things like the room. I'm thinking of the room specifically that becomes a lot of people's favorites because almost for that, because it right. is not incredibly well made. It's not incredibly thought through. Some of the th- stuff is stilted and kind of, you know, it becomes a cult classic in that way. Similar to, I don't, I, 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 I hesitate to put it on the same level, but like Rocky horror is, you know, a campy kind of chaos show that again is not a lot of people's cup of tea, but is like, but is a lot of people's favorite because mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. the, the experience of going to midnight showings and throwing rice at the screen and yelling back at the, t- at the, at the, uh, the screen. So I, you know, it, it, it obviously UHF hits that same cult classic mostly because it went out of, uh, because uh, it got trounced by Batman, the Batman. Uh-huh. Yeah. Again, questions for the studio execs. You you put this up against like, d- you know, be proud of what you made, but also sometimes you got to realize you can't put something up against Batman. 
I just kind of want to. I I kind of want to give you the entire, uh, the entire what the the mute the movie landscape around UHF. Within the month prior and up to the release of UHF, studios released bigger movies like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusades, Ghostbusters Two, Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Lethal Weapon Two, Batman, License to Kill, Dead Poet Society, When Harry Met Sally. Do the right thing and weekend at Bernie's. No shit, this movie didn't succeed. <laughs> it it wasn't even uh, it wasn't even the only thing on that best sandwich f- uh, list from Bon Appetit. <laughs> exactly. Like, damn, oh, that's man. rough. Yeah. Um. Well, Mike, do you have anything else that you would like to say about uh, the 1989 Weird Al film UHF? Sure. Um, I do, I do a hundred percent acknowledge that for you, it's probably a one time watch and that's good. Um, and for a lot of our listeners, probably a one time watch and you're good. Um, uh, I do think that even though kind of looking at it in in a critical lens for me, kind of like allows me to kind of understand why people, it is a one time watch. It doesn't make me want not want to continue to watch it because again, it is a comfort thing for me more so than, I mean, yes, it is objectively funny to me to watch Conan, the librarian split a guy in half for a late book. Uh, okay. Is, I did. Uh, I did enjoy Conan, the librarian. That was a good, very, one. very funny pun. Very funny scene. Um, but yeah, I'm going to continue to watch it because I, you know, I've talked about, this the, the two podcasts that we've done together and my own personal solo podcast is a lot of Weird Al talk because Weird Al means a lot to me and also I think I think it is very funny. Um, obviously, you kind of have to put yourself back in that you know that time frame of like Hot Shots and stuff like that because it didn't age well. Uh, there are some things that aged particularly atrociously, <laughs> but. You know, I, I, I really appreciate anybody that comes with me on the journey and and doesn't be like, and walk out immediately and wants to at, at least kind of like, uh, interact with me and talk about it and like, kind of think about why you know y- yes it's a silly movie and that's kind of what I gravitate towards anyway, but like, f- interacting with it on a deeper level, which at points it doesn't even want you to do that. Um, I think is a really interesting talk uh, to have. So I, I really appreciate you and any of our listeners that ended up li- uh, watching it because we're going to watch UHF or already have. Um, and I would love to have any of the conversations in the Facebook group. Um, probably not on Twitter because I'm not there um, and probably not on Blue Sky because no one's there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say more people are on Blue Sky than are were on Mastodon when I was there. Um, but not a lot, not a lot of people, but I, if, if you want to talk to me about really anything weird Al on the Facebook group, I am always there ready for it. Uh, that does remind me we are on blue sky now at back to the futurama.net. So find us on blue sky because I don't ever log into Twitter and they took away my ability to even use uh tweet deck, which is the only way I ever actually used Twitter for the the podcast yeah. accounts. Um it's so, so upsetting. Yeah. 
it's it's rough. But yeah, to your point about like this being like a one-time watch thing for me, it's definitely a one-time watch thing. But you know what else was a one-time watch? Barbie. Sarah and I watched that the other night and like compared comp- the like the comparing Barbie to UHF where it's like I, Barbie had I am already a, in love with this comparison though. <laughs> a very very clearly massive budget, massive oh, yes. advertising campaign. It had Mattel Bar- money. Weird Barbie Al does made- not have Mattel money. God, could you imagine if they gave uh, Weird Al Mattel money? Oh my God. He'd but be that, unstoppable. That, that Barbie movie made pink paint run out. They ran out of pink paint <laughs> in the world. Um, and like the the Barbie movie was like fine. It's uh, again, it's not one that I regretted watching. I I I'm glad I watched it the one time. But like, it's not gonna be a thing that I probably ever watch again. Um, and like, but you know, again, like a lot of people loved it. A lot of people have watched it a bunch of times. Uh, I believe present company included. Um, watch it twice. Uh, <laughs> Probably watch it a third time with friend of the podcast Emma. And um, you know, but like, there, a lot of people loved it. A lot of people like it meant a lot to people. Probably meant a lot to more people who like grew up playing with Barbie and like sure could could parse some of the complicated feelings of Barbie and feminism that that come out of that movie. And like, I'm not going to take that away from anyone, even though I was like, yeah, I'll probably never watch that again. Similar to UHF. I'm not going to take that away from anyone other than dunking the Twinkie Wiener sandwich in milk, which is a mistake right. and should never be done. You Unfortunately, by thing. saying that, you have cut it from the film. He never dunks it ever again. Um, That explains why it's only in the one scene, because in the future, I <laughs> complained about it and then it got cut from the rest of the movie. Um. Fascinating. I, lo- I love this headcanon we've created for us specifically. Um, but yeah, o- overall, um, it was. Uh, I'll I'd, I'll be nicer to it than uh, Mr. Roger Ebert was. Uh, I'd probably give it like a two. Um, I mean, e- Ebert was much nicer than Siskel was, who gave it zero stars. <laughs> um. There were definitely a few things that that made me chuckle. Um, there was one, and I don't remember what it was. It was like a specific sight gag. And I, I likened it in my head to one of my favorite... Th- one of my favorite jokes in the entirety of the movie Airplane is when Robert Stack uh, shows up to take care of business and he dramatically takes off his sunglasses to reveal he's wearing a second pair of sunglasses underneath. Mm. I laugh every time and it's because it, sh- it shows it, it shows that same scene when they're, they're doing the credits. I get to watch that twice every time I watch <laughs> airplane and I love it. It's one of my favorite jokes. And there was something similar to that in UHF, but I do not remember what it was now. It's not um, the mustache, is it? It was Take- the mustache. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, it was Take the mustache. Take that ridiculous thing off, and he oh, tears thank off you. the mustache. I, that was driving me nuts because I knew it was a thing. Yeah, when when the guy comes into the the Channel Eight boss's office to give him like some news about U sixty two, and then the guy's like, the boss is and like, he's, he's wearing like this big cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. And the 
the boss is, dismisses him and he's like, and take that ridiculous thing off. And the guy looks so sad and then takes off his, like just peels off his mustache. Oh my God, that got me so good. That was the best joke in the whole movie and I loved it. I loved it so much. That is Ben humor yeah. right there. You oh, must have so good. Not, not to turn this into a UHF and Barbie cast, but you must have loved that scene where Ryan Gosling puts on two pairs of uh, sunglasses. I, I would have had I not already seen a gif of it because the surprise, oh, the surprise was taken from me a little bit because it jokes like that. You, you got to have the surprise of it. Now, okay, um, all right. Th- mm-hmm. There is a joke in Barbie that I think is incredible, but I don't think a lot of other people do. What do you think of the sublime joke in Barbie? Which joke is that? Uh, Barbie comes back and is in her uh, like plan to turn Ken back into regular Ken. And he's like, I want to move in. And he goes back into the Mojo Dojo Casa house and it's like, give me a moment. And then a moment passes and he's just like, sublime. It wasn't for me. Okay. I loved it. It was, and I, I watched a thing of like, they did like hundreds of takes trying to find the right word. And for sublime to be the answer is so funny to me, but that's, but that's, a, that's for our Barbie cast. Uh, Anyways, I think that'll probably do it for us today. Thanks for jo- yeah, think, joining I us. I think we've eaten on, the whole t- Twinkie Wiener sandwich. On uh, Back to the Futurama Night's intermission special UHF. We Much didn't even delayed. talk about Wheel of Fish or anything. There's oh, a lot of jokes we just didn't even get to um, because I, we would just be naming off all the jokes. We, yeah, did, mention, we, we did mention Wheel of Fish, but... But, but, but Barry, also, we didn't even mention uh, Anthony Geary's Philo, who ends up being an alien at the end. <laughs> okay, I did get, um, <laughs> I did get some some serious uh, control vibes from that, like the video game Control. Yeah, where like, I don't know if you ever played Control, a phenomenal game, one of my one of my top ten, probably seventy five percent through it until um, I kind of gave up. But you 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 see all these little uh, uh, recordings of uh, I think his name is like Doctor Darling I want to say, but he's okay. talking about all the like altered world events and whatever, and it's he's talking about really out of this world sort of nonsense, but he does it with this like very like matter of fact sort of delivery and just something about that. I got the the vibes from, from uh, gotcha. the, the weird scientist guy in this. Um, even though it was, it was also simultaneously very different vibes, but like, I don't know, something about that gave me <laughs> control vibes, which was unexpected. Um, play control it's great so um and also just talk with me about uhf if you want or i'll just do a solo cast at some point of just like and here's another question about uhf great question look if you ever do a uhf minute i know it's not going to happen but if you ever do i'll 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 guest on that uh (laughs) i should hope so as long as long as it's not the minute where he's dunking a twinkie wiener sandwich in milk because here's the thing what you've just done though Mm-hmm. Is made me want that to be the only time you guessed on it. I just want to say that for the joke. We want to know what you think about UHF, uh, the Barbie movie, Twinkie Wiener sandwiches. Um, 
what is your favorite movie that everyone thinks is garbage? <laughs> wow. Because I hope you enjoyed our UHF special where we watched UHF, a movie that I love, and apparently Ben just referred to as everyone else thinks is garbage. No, no, no. Because it goes back to that conversation no, of like, this movie wasn't for me, but like, it's one of your yeah. favorite movies. Uh, I, I'm... And, and- I'm I am more interest I'm way more interested in people telling me what their favorite movie is because it's not a like Oscar winning movie. Um right. like tell me about how much you love Snakes on a Plane or whatever. Like I'll totally talk to you about Snakes on a Plane. That's great. I don't I I, I don't movie- care about like oh man the ang- the angles in Avatar 2 Way of the Water are so good and cinematically. I don't care. Honestly, I do think I care if, if Avatar is somebody's favorite movie because I'm like, that that movie left my brain immediately. I barely remembered that I went to a movie that day. I do want to say, what's your favorite movie that Gene Siskel wrote? Never has a comedy tried so hard and failed so often to be funny. Let us know all these things and more. You can find us on Blue Sky at mm-hmm. backtothefuturama.net. You can find us on the internet at backtothefuturama.net. Um, both it does of those. Make it, it does make it a whole lot easier to do our end of show. It's true. We are technically still on Twitter, but I'm not going to guarantee that I will really ever catch up on that again. Um, you can email your receipt to uh, for donating to equalitynow.org uh, to uh, back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. Um, and uh, we have the Facebook group, uh, the, the League of Jeremy's, a a joke I have actively forgotten what it was about, um, I'm, although I'm pretty sure I caused it. Uh, but we are the League of Jeremy's on Facebook run by Superfan Laura. Uh, thank you again, Laura. And come interact with all your other good buds there. Uh, yeah. Uh, let us know all those things and more. And um, we can... Uh, chat about it we also we got a couple of emails uh but i'm gonna hang on to those till we start talking about futurama again okay um but uh if you send us an email we could we may or may not do a mailbag episode like like a like a normal podcast like a normal podcast uh if you emailed us or sent us a comment from back to the futurama.net i did receive it um so uh i know i've got one from Ginny and i got one from kira in here um so uh definitely uh yeah i i did get those emails i was gonna respond but life's been crazy so uh we will do that we could do a mailbag episode if folks want to send us questions about futurama uh comments whatever i'd i'd totally do a a mailbag episode i do like how you're constraining it to just futurama i mean we'll talk about uhf or what i think of the twinkie wiener sandwich i'm gonna eventually eat because i know one of you monsters is gonna do it but it's for (laughs) it's for charity so for charity good um so yeah uh that's the various ways you can get in contact with us um we're all over the place, except not really much on Twitter anymore. So yeah, uh, we're really not all over the place. We're just in our little sections that we like. Um, but I think that's going to do it for now. We'll be back with 
something. We haven't decided what our next one's well, going to be. The, we, we haven't finished yet. We can't, th- th- we can't shuffle off this mortal coil until we finish Futurama. I mean, we don't know what our next episode is going to be because this one was so cursed. I'm going to save this episode and revert back to 2019. Oh, that's so, right. Uh, you know, I guess so, we'll see you in a couple enjoy, of years at this point. Yeah. Enjoy our episodes of Good Morning Greendale. For you, it'll all just feel like nothing happened. But for me, I'm going back to 2019, baby. Uh, Always, wait, is this a Groundhog Day kind of situation? Because we can fix this. <laughs> I don't know how Jumanji worked. Because at the end of the movie, they go back to being kids. But then in the future, the adults know the kids who played Jumanji that got them out of the game. Right. So that implies time keeps going and uh and please email to us how Jumanji works and we'll just ex- read it. <laughs> explain to us Jumanji. Uh that's it. Um I might just I might just fade out the episode while we're talking about the logistics of Jumanji because that'd be funnier than anything. Yeah, that's fair. But just in case, uh until next time, I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And remember, uh, until next time, if you need a spatula, head on down to Spatula City. Spatula City. Spatula City. That's what I got. (laughs) My word, what a beautiful (laughs) spatula. I, what? What? I'm back. I'm back in 2019. Oh my God. I, I have to go warn everyone. No one's going to believe me, but they have to know Futurama is going to come back with another season on Hulu.